0: What's up guys? We're back here with another episode of the Creative Clubhouse podcast. My name is Prince and I am your host along with DJ in the building. What up? Uh, Vieira is out at a bachelorette party having a lot more fun than we are, probably right now. I don't know, that's kind of tough. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but we got Tess in the building again. What's up, Tess?
1: Hey, hey happy to be back.
0: Um stoked so to have you here once again. She's
2: always in the building, but now she's on the mic. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just saying she's always here. No, you're right. I'm glad you
0: said on the mic. I almost said I was like, it's good to have you on the couch once again. But I was like, (laughs) nope, don't need to get canceled. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: So DJ, what do we what do we have on tap for today?
2: So today we're going to be talking all about. How you land work as a creative. We're going to be talking about some of the language um, that companies will use when they're trying to hire you. And then some of the things that you should have prepared um, to get hired. We hire a lot of creatives through ArtiVisuals and we get hired a lot through Artivisals as well. And so there's just like kind of a certain toolkit that you should have if you're trying to do creative work and if you want to be on the level of other creators we're going to give you some tips and tricks on how to like elevate your game and make sure that you get hired more often than not. Dope. Yeah.
0: Let's, uh, what do you think the first, what would be your first, uh, if you could only give one person one tip. Yeah. We'll do, we'll give more, but if you could only
2: give one, what would that be? That's hard. I, I would definitely say, the, the better you can have what you do represented either in a deck or on a website or just in general, you should be able to, if you're out networking, if you're at a party, um, if you're at the freaking park and you run into somebody and you need to, sh- to be like, this is what I do, and they have an, any kind of interest in hiring you, you need to have some level of a condensed version of that where they can see your work, a little bit about you, a good photo of you and like possibly pricing, but probably not pricing, but you need to have it all in one place. And I've run into so many people that are like, they're creatives, they're videographers, they're this or that, and maybe their Instagram's cool. But it's like, if I was trying to hire them, I I have to do extra work to reach out to, to even understand fully what they do. Are they an editor? Are they a shooter? Are they a director? Are they a DP? There's a lot of people who just don't have their things together. And uh, this is something I notice about spending time in LA is people have everything all in one. They either have a website or their Instagram is so dialed that they can be like, Oh yeah, just check out my Instagram and you'll be able to see every single thing that I do. And it's very explanatory. And I just feel like a lot of creatives that I run into don't have that. They're like, Oh, let me put some videos together for you. Let me round up some stuff. Oh, I've been trying to make a reel for a long time. No, just do it. Just put your stuff together because There's eight other people out there who do have a reel. There's eight other people out there who do have a website. And if you're comparing multiple people, which is what most agencies do, and you don't have your crap together, like you kind of look a little bit unprofessional. And so just one, if that's the one tip, it's like make it easy to understand you and what you do.
1: And I would say if you do a lot of things, Make it easy to say what all of those things are, yeah, and then also make it easy to find,
2: yeah, for sure. So- or or if you do
0: a lot of things, put like your top three things, yeah, because people can't remember everything, hundred percent. And so if your list is like your eleven skills, it's it's too much. Yeah. like you got to realize there is information overload, and yeah. so like what when people walk away and they go speak to their boss about you, what are the hand like? What are the keywords? What yeah. are they going to say about you? Yep. Right.
2: And that goes into like branding and stuff. You don't want to be like podcaster, designer, uh, craft beer enthusiast, Type Four Enneagram. Like, just hey, you don't need to be like all it's, of and those. It's, things. it's okay
0: if you if you are all those things, yeah. but you don't have to. You don't have yeah. to present yourself as all of those things. Yeah. It's like w- like what
2: are the what's the core? Yeah,
1: at least not professionally.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And I think in branding in general, like branding is like the space that you hold in people's minds so like as a creative what space do you hold in people's minds it's a mixture of your reputation your reputation it's a mixture of the the quality of work that you do like the visuals or maybe it's like the type of work that you do i know so test does voiceover and you kind of set up your instagram for like if a client was coming to find you, you had like reels and stuff like that where people could like... Mm-hmm. Listen you
1: know, to my like demos and all of that stuff and then find my website super easily. And um, I mean, it's still like a very personal thing to me. And I, I feel like with Instagram, I like, um, I like to be the person that is like easy to talk to and like fun to work with too. So I feel like putting yourself out there is a good thing. But yeah, making your work really easy to find.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like at any given time you're in, if you're a professional and you're using your Instagram to like get work, you definitely need to have some highlights that cover like what you do. And so people can see you. One of the things that we started doing that I think is really important is we started hiring BTS shooters to show like, Hey, we're on set. We're doing things like this is us on a big set with like 30 people and so a client could look at it and be like, okay, here's the in product video, but also here's this team creating this thing behind the scenes. And if you don't have any footage of you like doing what you do, you should start gathering some and like kind of showing off that like, hey, this is what I do and I do it professionally and this is what it looks like because then they can kind of start getting the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other things, Prince, that we've done as as AOV like to to secure, I guess when a brand reaches out, we're like, yes, here's the, I know we had like a capabilities deck of like, here's the things that we can accomplish um, for you. So it's like, we're like.
0: Right. So I I think even before you send anything, uh, I guess, I guess let me, let me ask you this. Are we talking about like reach out through an email or like we're already on a phone call?
2: No, I think it's like, there's been a level of interest or maybe you run into somebody like, let's say it's like a, at a, Like a conference. Perfect. So, yeah.
0: Elevator pitch. Yeah. So, like, first and foremost, like, if you're going to be out in the streets, you got to be able to quickly uh, communicate with people what it is that you do uh, and why, you know, why it matters. And so, I think having like a 30 second deal of, you know, what your thing is, you know, it could be like, uh, I'm the only. I'm the only urban photographer who documents gang culture. And it's like, wow, that's super niche. That's super legit. I actually know a dude at Spotify who's looking for some – you know some content in that space or whatever it may be. Um so having that down I think is the most in- important thing. From there having a follow up. So if you're going to be networking, uh I'm not a big fan of business cards like it, like having them on me, but if I'm going to like an event like CES or like a big deal, like I think it's important to have business cards on especially if you're actively open or wanting to 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 Get work. To get work and and, and network and then open up. I should say create opportunities. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's how you really got to be looking at everything is creating opportunities. And so having the pitch down, having the follow up with like a card, but also understanding no one's going to reach out to you. Like 99% of the times, just know that when you hand someone your business card. Uh, Unless you're amazing or you have something really special, they're probably not going to reach out. But if you do talk to someone and you feel like there is, uh, you know, some type of connection or there could be a potential, even if there's not connection, if you feel like you could create value and provide value for that person or organization, you should get their contact. You should get their card and you should follow up, you know, with them. Yeah. Once you follow up with them, uh, you know, I think one of the best things you can do is create value for them. So, uh Whether it's, it's creating like just off, off, off the cuff, like doing something nice, not something not expecting anything in return. It could just be like, Hey, uh, you know, we recently, you know, we used your product and we loved it. And we recently did like a sweet review. I, I did a review of it on my YouTube. Um, and so now they're stoked. It's like, hey, I use the product. I got you some eyes. I have a decent audience or whatever it may be. And like you just created value. And it's going to be a lot w- easier to integrate yourself into the conversation because you've kind of you want something for them. Right. Obviously, you want business. You're trying to open up an opportunity. So sometimes by doing something on the forefront, Mm -hmm. uh, it it allows that that opportunity to open more easily. The first step is to obviously lock down a first meeting, which is just like kind of an introductory meeting, uh, explaining a little bit more about who you are. And so companies have a lot of like, I feel like common objections. Oftentimes, they feel like either your company's too small, you're too expensive. They want to know if you have experience. They want to know who you've worked with. Uh, they want to know how fast you can work. They have like all these things, like, these are all like guards, guardrails that they have. And so you have to be able to break those barriers down. And so it's super important within that first conversation to be able to uh, make sure you identify yourself as a professional and be able to prove that, whether it's through uh, past work, whether it's through testimonials, whether it's from. Uh, whatever it may be, uh, notoriety, media in the news, whatever it is, like be able to prove your authority and in, in in professionalism and what you do, I think, and then uh, really turning the tables a lot of times. Creatives, I think a big mistake we make, and a big mistake I made when I was young, you make it all about you. So it's like you, you, maybe you have them on the phone for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you're dominating the conversation. And it's like, this is what I do. It's basically like you proving, trying to prove yourself to them. And when you do that, they know that. They can, they can feel that and sense that. And they basically says you're an amateur. Um, because a pro is going to quickly tell you who I am, what I do. This is why, this yeah. is how we slay it. This now is what we solve some problems now, for you. Now, now, yeah. now, so like, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, tell me a little bit more about your business. So ask them about their business, go into solving their problems, try to get an understanding of like what, you know, what specific challenge are you guys facing right now? Yeah. You know,
2: I I have a question that I'll ask creatives all the time when I'm, when I meet with people and I'll be like, who would be your dream client? Uh And like, people are like, Oh, Nike or Apple or blah, blah, blah. And then my follow up to that, usually to tell if they're like serious about it is like okay if nike approached you right now do you have your shit together enough to land them as a client would they look at your portfolio and be like this is a person that we want to hire and if not then like you should be doing everything in your power to get to that level whether it's doing free shoots whether it's doing athletic stuff like if if athletic is what you want to do then find a way to make it happen and literally just like don't have an excuse because like there's somebody there's a photographer out there who's working with nike because they had their stuff in place and they got around the right people and are doing it and so like whatever the brand is if it's a fashion brand if it's an athletic brand if it's a tech brand like your stuff needs to look like what they you need to be who they would want to be and if you're not there then get there because if you want if you really want that as a dream client Like you have to take the steps in place and there's local fitness companies. There's there's a million ways to do it and it's just like you just do it and that it just is what it is. Like, so that's a question that you should ask yourself. If you have a dream client and your dream client landed on your Instagram page right now or they landed on your website right now, would they hire you? And if not, fill in those gaps and be ready for when that does happen because how do you expect it ever to happen if you're not ready for it?
0: Right. What was the question you had asked me? I feel like because I went ham, I feel like I yeah. was just going through the whole process. I was just
2: asking like stuff that we do as AOV to make sure that same thing, make sure that we're ready for a big client or like any clients. Like when people want to work with us, what do we do to be ready? And I think right. that that capabilities deck was one.
0: Yeah. So, you know, obviously, so after the conversation, you'd follow up with like a capabilities deck and a capabilities deck is, is, is going to, uh, it's going to have your capabilities. It's going to have something that's about you and your team. Um, it's going to respond to any possible objections. Uh, you're going to have pricing. You're going to have kind of type of work that you do. Um, and it doesn't always have to have like when I say pricing, I'm, I'm talking about like I'm not saying photography is cost X or I'm I'm talking, you know, uh, for us, it might be like lifestyle video and it might, it's a range. It might be 25 to 250,000. Mm-hmm. And so you don't just like give, it's not McDonald's. So you don't want your, your stuff to to look like a menu, but, um, any additional services we might offer any testimonials, case studies, case uh, studies are huge. Case studies. Yeah. are big ones that just goes back to, um, can they do what they say they're going to do like that? Mm-hmm. That builds case studies really do help brands build trust. Um, especially if they've never worked with you before case studies are big well that even better is a case study with a testimonial or a case study with a contact to the organization to where they can email them and uh ask what it was like
2: working with you yes and,
0: and get and get great feedback
2: yeah i i think that that's a huge thing like if especially like it's a small world especially in like agency and like in like business world. And if you're worried about a brand reaching out to a company that you've worked with, because maybe you relate on something or X, Y, Z, whatever, like you probably shouldn't put that in your portfolio because people do reach out and they ask around. I will,
0: I'll call your bluff in a heart. Here's the deal. If it's a small project, I could care less. Like I'm most, most companies, if you're, if they're not spending any money with you in the first place, they're not going to care to, 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 to vet you like that. But if you're about to really get a real project from an organization and you're getting a real budget, you better believe when you list, when you list those brands and you say that you did XYZ You better, and you'd be surprised how small the space is. You'd be surprised how many of these brands and these people actually know each other and know people from the different companies. And we'll just shoot a quick email and be like, hey, have you worked with Prince from Art of Visuals? Like he was saying that he had created this whole campaign for you guys, and they're like, uh yeah, I mean they like he took he some like, photos for yes. us. He made a
2: couple <laughs> he made a couple banner ads like and that's something that I <laughs> see that was, all the time. And they were good, but be, like he didn't <laughs> be honest about what you did on a project. We we get people who come through with like crazy things in their portfolio and it's like they were a PA on set right and not the DP. And those are very different roles. And so it's like, be, be real. If you're going to put some in your portfolio, I always make it a point to be like, I did this because I've PA'd on sets before and I'm, I've PA'd on big sets before. And so I'm like, yes, I want that in my portfolio, but I also need to be honest about how much involvement I had in the project. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really, really important. Um, but again, don't be afraid to put something like that in your portfolio. Just be, be real about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, Tess, when a company reaches out to you do you run your stuff through like an agency
1: uh some of it and then others others I do my own do your
2: own and stuff so let's say like a company reaches out to you with a project and they're like hey we're interested in this thing how do they find you first of all
1: um either my website or by word of mouth or maybe I've been on their roster for a while and they're reaching out to all of their you know gotcha right
2: and then like what would be the next step for you so a company's like hey we're interested in working with you next step
1: Uh, either getting an audition for it so I can prove that I'm right for the job or they ask me, what's your rate? Um, (laughs) which
2: we had, we had this whole conversation (laughs) about, about pricing stuff this week because it's, yeah, but keep going. Sorry. Uh, We'll talk.
1: Well, the whole, the whole rate thing, it's, it's hard because you, um, they ask you what's your rate and you're like, well, what's your budget? You know, it's, uh, it just kind of depends. Um, that's chess.
0: Yeah, (laughs) It's a power move. We'll get into it, but it's, 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 they're putting you in a corner. And if you answer that, if someone asks you what your rate is and you, and you just shoot an answer, it's like, Mm -hmm. they got you. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, to me, my if I'm going to make an hourly rate, my thing is there's like a super easy formula. It's like your hourly rate should be, if you were doing this full time. And you needed to pay all of your bills that you have now and live the life that you want and pay your insurance and pay your taxes and pay blah, 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 blah. Break that down into a 35, 40-hour work week, however much you want to work. Mm -hmm. And that should be your hourly rate. And obviously look around at the industry. Like if everyone's charging... You know, a hundred dollars an hour for this thing, and you come in at three hundred fifty dollars an hour. Then your work better be either damn good, mm-hmm. or you're probably charging too much. But like, mm-hmm. be aware of what's going on. Yep. But like, if the pro, and then and then know how long things are going to take. That's another thing. Is like a lot of editors, a lot of shooters, a lot of people. They're like. we'll be like, Hey, can we do this? And what's your rate? And how long do you think it's going to take? And they'll be like, well, my rates, you know, $200 an hour, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how long it's going to take. And I'm like, well, that makes it really hard to hire you Mm -hmm. because it's like, could be 20 hours, could be four hours, but I don't know. And so it's like, as somebody who hires people, I kind of need to know what like dollar amount we're getting into. Mm -hmm. I try not to play that game too much because like, like what you're saying, like being like, oh, how much would this cost? But sometimes you just need like for the pro, this specific project that Tess and I were talking about this week. Like I just needed like a general sense of around what these things cost. Mm -hmm. And I had literally no idea. I knew how much we could spend, but like I just had no idea how much these things cost. So I reached out to a bunch of people and I'm like, hey, what would this cost? But okay, so
1: what's what's so hard about that, about finding out what things cost is that so many times, if they're putting ad spend behind it, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. So, like, some sometimes agencies don't 100% know. They're like, I'm not really sure. We're just looking for this. And I'm like, yeah. mm, well, your usage is going to be... It's not just, like, my hourly time. It's mm-hmm. like, how long is this being run for? Is it a 13-week? Is it a 26-week? Mm-hmm. Or is it a year? Or is it in perpetuity? And. Um, do you
2: have formulas for all that stuff mm -hmm. yeah so that's the other thing is like be ready because so bigger brands bigger agencies things like that they they are gonna run ads they're gonna do these things and so just like i was saying before with like having your portfolio like ready if you were to work with this big brand at least think about that stuff of like what does usage look like are other photographers charging usage like what are these things if you are working with your dream client, like, how are you going to get paid for that? Are you going to like do the first project for a discounted rate, knowing that there might be more? Do you need to prove yourself? And then on top of that, like, like, is there usage? Is there all of these other things? Mm -hmm. Just have like a thought ready, especially if you're on a phone call with them and you're like, uh, well, let me get back to you. But if if for you, you could be like, oh, I have a formula for that. Let me just shoot you like a a bid for Mm -hmm. that. So then, then, what's the next step after the after the money talk?
1: Um, them taking back everything that I've given them to their client mm-hmm. basically
2: and seeing if you're the right voice yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: if you're the right yeah. one that's what's hard is that sometimes I mean you can't as long as you're like pretty professional that's that's the thing about being about talent sometimes is that um you don't necessarily have to be the best mm-hmm. you just have to be. On top of it, you have to be... It's it's crazy how many people don't treat um, creative work as a business. Yeah. And so sometimes you don't even have to be the best. You just have to be responsive. Have your shit together. Yeah, and yeah. Have <laughs> your shit together, for yeah.
2: sure. I, I see that all the time. Literally, it's like... Just like there's people who have way less talent that get hired all the time just because they have a shit together because mm-hmm. they have a website. They know how to make a proposal. Like those mm-hmm. soft skills are well, most are... people.
0: Most people don't need crazy creativity. yeah like, That's the reality. Most brands. And that's where artists get all hung up. It's yeah. like, they don't need all that. They just need something that's good enough. And there's a lot of people that make things that are good enough, that have great process. Mm-hmm. They're a well oiled machine. While like, you may be crazy artistic, but you're mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when it comes to pricing too, I think like there's nothing wrong with being expensive. Nope. You just need to be able to explain why yep. mm-hmm. you're expensive. And I think pricing should be strategic. I think pricing is much more of an art form than it is a formula. In the reality too, like Tess, like what is the value of Tess's voice? Like so, it's not as simple as like this is my rate because as as Tess's voice, maybe that's her maybe she starts out like I'm not saying that's a that's not that's a good place to start is to just have a rate. But over time, if Tess's voice becomes like the beautiful amazing voice that just sells products and can put babies to sleep and is like slaying the audiobook game or whatever it is like Mm -hmm. then the Tess's voice is not the $75 or $180 an hour voice anymore like her voice is now Mm the $800 an hour voice or it's the voice plus she wants royalties Mm -hmm. (laughs) on that book or whatever it may be like it's like so the better you are the more uh, prestigious you are in the, in the space you're doing, the more opportunities you guys, you have on like the finance side with, with getting, um, creative.
2: Yeah. And I think you, you definitely earn that, but you've done, you've done big, uh, do you, are you okay listing off any of your clients? Like, can you?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, Google, Facebook, Honda.
0: She's Alexa. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, Art
0: of
2: visuals.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I've, I've done a t- yeah all all of them. Yeah. Anything you can think of. No, I'm just kidding. Um. But but yeah, I've worked for some um, some big brands.
2: Yeah. And then and then okay, here's another question. How but often? What, what's it, hard
1: about that is that if you if you put things on your website that you've worked with them, especially like you were saying, if you if you get bigger, um that's the thing about saying that you've worked for those brands. Cause if like I put on my website that I've worked for Amazon and Google comes to my website, yeah. they're like, Oh, she's worked for Amazon. You know, they don't know if I'm still, if I still have like contracts with them and stuff like that. So.
2: Do you put that stuff out there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think it's important to do that. And then, and then on the flip side, other questions. So you have worked for and landed like pretty big clients, but on the other side, how often do you submit for something and not get it?
1: all the time. Yeah. I mean, those big ones come from like my, I call them my big boy agents, like my ones in, uh, Chicago, LA, New York, stuff like that. Um, those ones you, most of the time you audition and you don't get it. Yeah. Like you're like, Oh sweet. And you forget about it. Like, I mean, at the beginning when I very first started, it was like, I kept thinking about these different things and, and, um, getting excited about it. Yeah. No, Get,
2: mm-hmm. Getting rejected is hard, 100. but Until I think it's easy. it gets mm-hmm. really easy because it mm-hmm. becomes a part, it's a, just a part of the process. And mm-hmm. I, what I see happen is people get rejected a couple of times and then they're like, I need to rethink everything. I need to redo it because obviously mm-hmm. it's not working, but that's not the case. It's, it's literally a numbers game. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to get maybe what, like you think one in 10 of the things that you audition for?
1: Oh no, no. More like one in 50. Like yeah. it, it depends. I mean, if especially if you're competing... N- since we're in such like a digital a digital age yeah. um you're competing with so many people all across the US or the world like since you can do things remotely yeah you're competing with every single other person yeah and so you have to stand out yeah. and be be right and um yeah.
2: that's that's where building a brand becomes so important mm-hmm. because then when you can flip the script, I think it's like this just just in everything, but when you can flip the, the script to where people are approaching you because of your work, because of your brand, because of your personality, or because of word of mouth, mm-hmm. that is such a different dynamic than if you're reaching out to a brand and being like, hey, I'd love to work with you rather than them being like hey i'd love to work with it it feels different Mm -hmm. the dynamic is different they respect you more when a brand reaches out to you and are like we heard amazing things about you from this company Mm -hmm. they treat you different Mm -hmm. and you get respect and so the more you can build your own personal brand the other thing i would say and we talked about this this week too Tess. this is funny um we talked about people seeing your instagram or like following you on instagram or wherever and feeling like they know you and so kind of like carrying on a conversation like oh I've seen you do this I've seen you do that like this is really cool I think it's important to network in that way where where like Clients follow you. You follow clients Mm -hmm. because and to be aware of the things that you're posting, obviously. But because they feel like, you know, you, they know you already and Mm -hmm. it kind of builds a stronger relationship. Mm -hmm. But also they can kind of see like I put a lot of stuff just like up on my stories, but I feel like people can see your creativity Mm -hmm. and they can like kind of see what you do and like or like for you, it's like they they can go on your story highlights and hear your work and Mm -hmm. hear you reading ads for like. Like TV shows and different things that brands that they know and respect, and then they're like, "Cool, mm-hmm. she has done this before at a high level, so she makes sense."
1: Yeah, and if you can, if you talk back and forth just about like just nothing, like yeah. I've sent recipes back and forth to just like these production company, you know, yep. just people, just be a person. Yeah, and it's funny because there's sometimes where. I'll get on the call with this production company, and it's like, oh, hey, by the way, this person's going to be your engineer, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I just talked to him yesterday. Yeah. You know, you don't even know about it. Yeah. So, um, building those relationships, of be- course, is-
2: I I feel like being well liked is is. Like that's another one of those soft things that's like you can't like manufacture that. Uh-huh. But when it's there, if you're a fr- if you're friends with someone in the company and you just like genuinely like them and like are down to hang out, mm-hmm. they're the type of person who's going to be like, we have to work with them mm-hmm. because we love working with them, and we'll, they'll go out of their way to work with to work with you mm-hmm. if they actually like you. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. And don't fake it. No. If you guys don't jive, that's okay. Sometimes mm-hmm. things are just work. Mm-hmm. And that's cool too.
1: Sometimes you get off the call and you're like, well, that was weird. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, You had said something about, you know, getting opportunities and not getting a lot of the opportunities. And, and um, I think I had asked DJ earlier, you know, what's, you know, what's his one piece of advice for getting more business. My single piece of advice for getting more business. I think this is easily the most important piece of advice out there is creating opportunities. I don't care about your portfolio. I don't care about anything. None of that means you can have the greatest portfolio. You can have this, you can have that. None of that means anything. If you're not creating opportunities to sell your product, to Mm -hmm. sell your service. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, you need sales. It doesn't matter how great your product is. You need sales. And so I'm laughing because I pulled up a Excel sheet one of them is from 2015 where I have like blog at Sony.com and Adorama and a lot of the, the clients that you know we've yeah. now been working with for years and yeah. built relationships with. Uh, but I also have another sales pipeline from CES with everything. Like I literally put everyone in. Uh, I have a tag to follow up hot. I have a color. So I would put a color like, is this a warm lead? Is this a cold lead? Is this a lead that I just like, did I just get his business card? And that was it. Did we have a full on conversation for 15, 20 minutes and really hit it off? And he's actually interested in what we do or yep. whatever it may be. Then I have their name, their company, their work email, their title, their contact, the work phone, cell phone, website, address. LinkedIn, and then I have notes, you know, and I would literally just either call these people, email these people, and there's there's 98 people on this specific uh, Excelus, and this is after a CES trip. And so the thing, and don't worry about it, like, and the funny thing is a lot of these people said no early, yeah. like early on these people said no. And now we're like huge, huge partners with and them they and they don't back. even, and they don't even, but the thing is they don't even know. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't, they don't know that they've turned me down in the past. And so don't worry about, yeah. don't worry about, it's
2: not, it's not personal. Most you, of the time, no. Like, a rejection from a company is not a personal thing. And they're not like, I don't like that person. It's usually (laughs) like there's someone else who makes more sense for it. And I think when creatives can stop taking rejection personally, Mm -hmm. they can be way more successful because it's just part of the game. It's like dating. like anything in life. There's times where you're going to get rejected and it hurts and you feel inadequate and whatever. But it's like that's part of life. So just, like, deal with it. (laughs) Yes. But early
0: on, guys, seriously this is what 90% of your effort should be doing. You should be doing outreach. You should be all about creating opportunities. You should be sending emails. You should be calling people. You should be trying to book as many meetings as you possibly can. Don't scare people away with 30, 45 hours, just 15 minute meetings, 15 minute meetings to just boom, introduce yourself, provide value and, and, and show your expertise so that they want to talk to you again. If you present them with some good ideas or you, hey, I noticed this about your company, blah, blah, blah. This would be really interesting and be a great way to boost e-commerce. All of a sudden, boom, meetings up. They want to talk again. They're like, "Well, wow, that was interesting. That guy's pretty sharp. I did, you know, I never really thought about it that way." Or deliver some type of value. But you should be creating as many opportunities as you possibly can because I promise you, it's a numbers game. You'll start to realize that, like, hey, every hundred emails that I send, I get about a fifteen. Dude, this, this is this is marketing for you guys. This is basic. This is e-commerce. This is basic marketing. Understanding, okay, I, I send out a hundred emails, I get about a fifteen percent response rate. I get a ten percent book rate. And I'm closing one percent of those deals, and now you know your numbers. You're like, cool. So every month I need to reach out to a hundred people every single month to be able to pay my bills and like and live at my lifestyle. And you'll get better over time. But that's all like it's basic sales, and sales is something that creatives like to, that we like to hide from, mm-hmm. but if you want to be successful and you want to make money, you just have to do it. No one, no one's just going to come knocking on your door uh, to hire you unless you're amazing. And even that is, you know, that goes back to being Mm -hmm. offense or defense. That's such a passive way to, to, to go through life is to just like, to just create work and to share stuff on your Instagram and just hope that your work is so good that the right people, that the right people are getting in front of the work and then going to hire you like, (laughs) like, I know it happens, but yo, that's really the Hail Mary. Yep. You need to be proactive, you need to be on the 100%. offense, and you need to be hitting it, and you need to be reaching out to as many people as you possibly can. And just because if a Sony turns you down, realize that a, like a company like Sony is a massive organization, there's so many people within that organization. Use LinkedIn. Use these tools. LinkedIn is a great tool to go find. Don't email info at Sony.com. No. Go find someone on LinkedIn. Email Janet from you know, from PR or someone from the blogging team or whoever it may be. Hit up someone on social. Uh, get creative with your approach. Obviously, a lot of people get a lot of cold emails and stuff like phone calls, another great way. A lot of people are afraid to get on the phone. Um, and so If you get people on the phone, provide value and and have your quick pitch or whatever ready, but Moral of the story is sell, sell, sell. You gotta create straight up. You gotta yeah. create opportunities. Yeah. And 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 by sell like by doing that, it gives you it you become fearless because selling is scary. So you grow, you learn, you get over that fear, and then you and guess what? You get really good at explaining what you do and why it matters and, and why it's valuable to
2: people and, and how that, you can help people. That's where leaning into the rejection a little bit is so important because you can watch people when you're pitching you can watch people's eyes glaze over and you can see the point. And if you you can only get that through repetition, but you can see the point where they check out or where they're like, this isn't for me or whatever. And be open to critical feedback, be open to whatever. But there's a point, there's like a tipping point in like sales where it's like the person's like, eh, this is probably not my thing. Or like, this isn't for me. But if you don't understand what that point is, then you're literally just not self-aware and you just keep doing the same things over and over again. And it's like, if you never get rejected, you don't know that. Yeah. So it's part, it's just, it's just part of it.
1: For sure. And if you, um, if you, if they, if you don't hear back, a lot of times they, A, didn't have time to respond to you or they didn't want to, but they just, through your email in a folder with a bunch of other cold emails that they've gotten. Mm -hmm. And then it could be, I mean, I've had, I've had people that I reached out to five years ago, email me and be like, Hey, are you still doing this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm still doing this, you know, and check
2: out my profile. Right. Yeah. They,
1: they save it. They don't, they don't need it right now, but they're going to save it for a future time. And, and you just, you never know.
2: Yeah. I feel like that should be the, uh, like, there's like kind of steps that you need to take, and if you're creative and you're doing things, step one should be get, gathering up the work that you've done and putting it in one place for people to see it and writing up a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, it's the sales process that's yeah. part of your sales process, yeah, is having the follow up materials. Mm-hmm.
2: and I would just expect, and there's creatives that even we've hired just off of like a few videos that they've created, but it would have been a lot easier. To just have them be like, oh, here's a deck with my work from from 2020 and my reel. Mm-hmm. If you're a video shooter, have a reel. Mm-hmm. If you're a photographer, have a portfolio and like separate it out into like, okay, this is my fitness stuff, this is my portrait work, blah 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 blah. Because mm-hmm. people need a box to put you in, mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing. They need to just be like, okay, this is the per- when we need a BTS music video shooter, this is the person we hire. Mm-hmm. When we need a hero shooter. For XYZ, when we need a product person, this is the guy. I can think of, as I'm saying a product person, I can think of three people who are amazing at products right now because that's the lane that they play in. And if I had a product shoot, that would be the person I'd want to hire. And mm-hmm. if I had a portrait shoot, I know exactly who I'd hire right now in my head. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I would do, if you don't know where to start, I would list out five to ten of your dream clients and be like, if they came knocking at my door right now, what would i send them. Mm-hmm. And if you're not ready with that, then get it ready.
1: Mm-hmm. And make it make it pretty to the point. I mean, i i kind of treat myself True. as like if i was a ca- if i if i'm a casting director, <laughs> yes. I have, you know, maybe 30 seconds yes. to look at each person if i'm trying to figure things out. Ooh, i don't want to go through Long all this page. different stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. one page yeah. for the
0: initial for the initial you don't send a capabilities deck yeah. out of the gate
2: our like, 30 page that's, capabilities s- deck just so you know
0: sending a capabilities <laughs> yeah. deck is like dating someone and hitting yeah. them with a book on the first yeah. text message like you just got their number and they're like mm-hmm. smack and you're like whoa and if you're like
2: a solopreneur <laughs> or just like an entrepreneur usually you might only be doing one thing like Tess right. does voiceover uh-huh. and some people might do photography uh-huh. and like that was, that's what was always hard for me is like I did UX design, I did graphic design, I did video, like music, like literally everything. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what, how do I want to get hired? And I just mm-hmm. found the things that were the most profitable and yeah. that I liked the most. And w- and I was like, okay, these are the things I'm going to put forward. And the other stuff I can do it, but like, okay. I don't need to be, you know, making jingles. Yeah.
1: Well, I feel like it's hard for photographers too, and for voice actors and just just creatives in general. If they like a whole lot of different things, it's like, oh, I'm going to shoot like lifestyle, and then I'm going to shoot sports, and yeah. I'm going to shoot right. all this different stuff. Like, you're not all of that stuff is going to be right for one yeah. brand.
0: There is a formula for that, though. 100%. Like, kind of like DJ said. So it's it's if you're that gifted and you're just really good at a lot of things, then it you can really boil it down to uh, what am I best at what are the, like you could circle the top, what are the top three things that you're, you're good at? Uh, what do you enjoy doing? You know, the most, but just, you, you may be great at all these things, but maybe you just really love lifestyle and you actually hate shooting sports. Um, and then, what is the most valuable? Like, what is you know, as far as the marketplace, yep. what, it, what holds the most value? And then you can find this the the perfect trifecta. Of it. It's like, cool. These are the things that I love to do most. These are the things that I'm best at, and these are also the things that pay the most. And that's really like an easy way to hone in your uh your focus it's a great exercise to hone in focus uh and going back to the sales process of like yeah not only just having your stuff together but also understanding that there's things that need to be tweaked so the initial reach out keep it short and sweet you're absolutely out of your mind like if you like when i get long emails i don't even read them i literally just go and and i but i feel bad for them i'm just like oh my gosh like this is just not at all like hold like No one's got time. Like I don't even know who you are. I got no time to be to read this whole thick email. Um, Make things as short and sweet as possible. If anything, send a freaking one. If you're a coffee. If it's a coffee brand and you just shot a an amazing coffee video, that's awesome. Just be like, "Hey, love you guys' stuff. Here's a recent mm-hmm. freaking video that I shot. Mm-hmm. I'd love to chat with you. If you and, and keep it simple. It's just like, For boom. Sure. He'll read that. He'll click that. And if it's good, he'll reply. You know, they'll reply back or he'll take it and show it and be like, Hey, some kid just hit me up and this work is mm-hmm. awesome. And we were just talking about how in Q two we want to do a bunch of lifestyle videos. Like maybe we should reach out to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I would say pro tip: if you're writing an email. Write it on your. If you're writing it on your computer, open up the draft in your on mobile and see how long it is. Because it's. I mean, if yes. if I look at my phone That's and I point. see a super long email, it may look like nothing on my computer. But if I open yeah. up my phone, I'm like, mm, I'm not reading that right now. Subject Sorry. line. Mm, oh yeah.
0: Like, all this. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, these are these are hot right here. These yeah. are hot tips. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. subject line. Make sure that subject line is 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 right. You know, mm. if you're funny, be like all you're trying to do is to get their attention. You want them to open that email and, and you want to do that in a way that makes sense and, and works for you. Yeah. Um, I wish I could give you a bunch of clever uh, things, but, um, I used to I had, I had like and, and create them and, and test them yeah, literally yeah. I, like guys it's a numbers game seriously like reach mm-hmm. out to people I literally I test things I test everything and if you're going to run a business run a business if you're not then get out of the way and, and, and just go make art it's really that simple yeah and so if you're going to run a business and say you're reaching out to 100 people but you're only closing one or two deals out of that then you have to look and say okay out of the 100 people i got 50 meetings that's a lot of meetings and you only close two deals it's like okay There's well it, I, I don't have a problem with getting that setting the meetings i'm yep. setting one out of every two meetings mm-hmm. uh but somewhere in my pitch or my my value proposition I'm 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 falling short. And yeah. so then you gotta go refine that. So so be aware. Like don't just keep don't burn out your four hundred contacts on the same pitch. You know, half you know, at fifty, you should be like, Okay, I need to refine tweets. I need to and, and ask people for their feedback. When they yeah. tell you no, I used to get told no all the time. And I would just ask people, I'm like, Okay, like I totally understand them. Um, if you don't mind, like You know why? You know, do you mind telling me? Like,
2: yeah, is there any adjustments I can make? Yeah, what what didn't
0: you like? And they're just like, to be honest, like you just seem really green. Yeah, and you know your lack of marketing terms or what? Like, what they'll just tell you. You know, most people and just if you're just authentic and and you give them. Like, if you're upset, they'll, they're will they not, it's going to be hard for them to feel open to tell you. They'll, yeah. they'll just be like, oh, you know, they'll tell you some nonsense. Like, oh, we just don't have the budget.
2: You're just too. But if you're genuine,
0: people. if you're genuine, <laughs> and, 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 dude, people like to help people. If you're yeah. genuine, uh-huh. they'll genuinely tell you for why. Sure. They'll be like, hey, you know what? Like, doesn't make your sense. Your work, right ju- right your portfolio, know. like, you know, maybe you should just, you know, you should probably work with some local clients or something, yeah. whatever it may be. But That's- nonetheless,
2: to, to what you said earlier, too, that's something that I hear all the time. It's like people are trying to figure out who they want to be. And they're like, oh, I'm good at so many things, which maybe you are. Maybe you think you are. <laughs> I don't know. But like ask people in your life. And it, this is something that I, I have done so many times where I have this group of like 15 or 20 creators where I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about changing my handle, or I'm thinking about doing this, or I'm thinking about going in this direction. What do you think of that? And get a temperature gauge from people, because a lot of times you're blind to your own, like the the areas that you lack and even the areas that you're good at. If there's something that people are always telling you like, wow, you're great at this, you're great at fashion, you're great at product, then that like listen to that because you're you're probably have like a specific talent in that area. Mm-hmm. And like there's people who come to me all the time and they're like, hey, check out my portfolio. What do you think? And there's some stuff that's really strong. There's other areas where I look at things that they do and I'm like, you clearly don't have an understanding of this medium and that's okay. But like if you're trying to sell lead Lead with your lead with your portraits. Mm-hmm. Lead with your product lead with superpowers. Yeah, like because a brand's gonna look at that who who know and understand the space and be like, okay, they get portraits, they get photo retouching, or they get product photography because those are two very different things. Mm-hmm. And if you're just trying to do it all, like you're gonna be spread out, and then you don't have the hacks for a portrait and then when it comes time to light stuff in the studio you have no freaking clue what you're doing until you have the client and that's not a good place to be in it's better to know beforehand and have done it 20 times than to like be jumping into it on your first project where you're getting paid for it it's so, like wrestling everyone <laughs> you're like what <laughs> it's like wrestling yeah. but
0: like wrestlers what do they have they have their signature move they have they literally have they have at least one like like finisher pro wrestlers yeah pro yeah. yeah okay pro wrestlers like have like their one signature move sometimes it might be two or three like undertaker had the choke slam tombstone uh maybe you know one other move yeah and so Although he, of course, he can wrestle and he can grapple and he can do all this stuff, and that's how it is with creatives. It's like I get it. You can photo, you can video, you can you can do all these. That's great. What are your signature moves? Like what? Like what's the sauce? What makes you special? And that's what you got to really figure out. And to DJ's point, if you look back throughout your life. You'll yep. notice like people are always telling you just like oh man you have such great style every time whether they're complimenting on your clothes or when you come to the, to your house or whatever it is like when you hear these things you have great style or you're so smart or uh you're so good with numbers or whatever so it may handsome. whatever it may be you'll start nice. to like you'll start to understand like hey we get it you you want to be a a singer and that's great but the reality is like you're a designer like yeah. every The whole world around you, like, not to say you can't sing, but your talent, you have a lot of talent, your specialty, your secret sauce is that you have, you're a great designer, you have great style.
2: And it feels good to do something you're good at. That's the other thing. It's like, it it is good to have these tiny wins because when you can do something that you know you're good at and you can execute it in a, in like, execute it well it feels good and you build momentum and you build confidence and you're like, cool. Now I know how, now I know that I can do this. I'm good at it. People like it. Mm -hmm. It it starts to get easier and easier as you do it more and more. Mm -hmm. And that's how you kind of carve out a space for yourself in the industry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) well. Yeah. Um, Get some water. We got to, I got to run. Yeah. I got to, I got to busy. We can, we can, we can wrap it up. Uh, Prince. Let me, let me pull up this phone number.
0: Busy elms out of here because I'm a a dodge boy. (laughs) Kiss me me on the hood with the Robin and Doge and the Doge with the Doge boy. Dogecoin. Where's me to beatbox? Yo, so we we really hope you guys got some value out of this uh, episode. We really hope that you guys all get out there and dude, just crush your business. You can do it. Like everyone can succeed. We can all, there's abundance for everyone. Get out there. Hit the dude! I used to hit the streets. I'd be door to door with an iPad, yeah, showing people, showing people videos. Um, go to your university. Go to the salons. Go wherever. Like, do what you got to do to make your dreams a reality. To create the life you want. It's not glamorous in the beginning. You just really got to work really hard and put yourself out there to create opportunities. You can do it. Yeah.
2: Um, I I, challenge wise, I think what you should do is make a list of five brands that you would absolutely love to work with. And then on the flip side, look at your Instagram page, look at your website if you have one or start building a deck that you feel like could land that client if you wanted to. And if you need to fill it out, then get some friends together and do some free work, do whatever it's going to take to get those things. If you really want to work with those brands, then make it happen. Uh, Facts Do you want to give us the phone number Tess Oh
1: yes the phone number is 208-391-2844 Again 208-391-2844
2: Can you uh, read it like a child <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, Yes but I will not <laughs> Yeah okay perfect
0: Perfect.
2: Yeah so the voice can, actor some,
0: jokes. Can, can we get a voice can, can we get one voice actor Read on that one one time
2: Yeah maybe it'd be like if you have questions Or comments call into this number
1: If If you have questions or comments for us, give us a call
0: at (laughs) 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 208-391-2844. Okay, that's not even the right number.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh all right, fam. Peace out, guys. Stay up. yeah. Thanks, Tess. Thanks for joining us, Tess. Always, Stay, a th- Yeah. Stay thirsty. You can bill us for that VO later. <laughs> Perfect. What are What are your rates?
0: <laughs> What's your budget? Yeah.